Welcome to the Family Beacon Podcast from Minnesota Family Council with hosts Grace Evans and Moses Bratchrud. Stay informed on the top stories on life, family, and religious freedom. Get the facts, stand for truth. Hello and welcome to our very first podcast episode. I'm Grace Evans. This is Moses. We're so excited to be here. This is the Family Beacon. This is the new podcast from Minnesota Family Council. We are the Minnesota's only statewide group devoted to fighting for life, family, religious freedom. We're here today because we want you to be able to stay informed on the crucial issues facing our state. We want you to be able to have a framework for understanding what you hear in the news. We, we are prayerfully looking at what are the top stories this week when it comes to life, family, and religious freedom. We're in a, we're in a new era where there's an unprecedented attack on religious freedom. There are unprecedented opportunities to defend the sanctity of life, and um, God's design for the family is also um, imperiled by developments over the last few years. So this is the time, this is the moment for us to get, in, to get engaged and uh, to equip you, equip the rising generation to fight for life, to stand for truth, and that's why we're here today. But before we get into... Our, um, our stories for this week, I want to talk about who we are. Yeah. Grace, why are you so excited about this? What motivates you? Yeah, so I, I'm a 20-year-old college student. I attend Bethlehem College in Minneapolis, great school if you're looking to go to college. They're not paying me to say this, but you really should check it out. They're and probably paying her to say that. <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> um, but so I attend, I attend college, and um, I work part-time here at Minnesota Family Council, and I'm very passionate about young people getting involved and engaging with culture. Um, It's so important to speak the truth, to know why you believe what you believe. Um, And I believe that we're all here for such a time as this, as the Book of Esther says. And I'm very passionate about the pro-life movement as well and defending the unborn. That's the greatest evil of our time. And that's really what got me into um, speaking on culture and speaking on politics is the pro-life movement. And that's what I'm most passionate about. But I'm really excited to be here. So Moses, how about you just share a little bit about yourself and why you're passionate about the podcast? Yeah, so I've been the Director of Communications at Minnesota Family Council for a couple of years. And man, I have been so excited about starting this podcast. This has been our brainchild for, I don't know, a year, uh, honestly, because it has just been working behind the scenes to put this together and um, bringing our producer Jack on board, who's behind the camera. Yep. And um, that's been so crucial to putting this all together. So personally, I live in beautiful, historic St. Paul, Minnesota with my wife and our little daughter, who's almost two years old. And I'm passionate about um, uh, religious freedom, fighting for life, and just defending the truth of God's word against a gen- uh, in a generation that um, that has trouble accepting uh, mm-hmm. divine revelation, has trouble accepting God's design for families. And um, just just letting our light shine in the darkness uh, is is so is just so it's just so important. That's probably what that's probably why I'm here more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our culture is dark, and we're here to shine that light. Um, maybe we can talk about scheduling too, just so that they have a heads up on what we're planning to do. Um, we'll release the podcast every Friday. That'll go out in our uh, weekly newsletter, and you can su- subscribe to that on our website, right, Moses? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can subscribe to get the weekly newsletter on our website, mfc.org forward slash subscribe. You can also subscribe to get this podcast 
on uh, wherever, whatever platform you get your podcasts and also on Facebook and YouTube if you prefer the, uh, the video version of that. Yeah. Got to see our pretty faces. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, if, you're, if you're only listening to the audio version, you're really I, missing really, out. I, I really yeah. suggest that you, um, that you go to YouTube right now look us up and smash that subscribe button <laughs> yeah yeah as they always say <laughs> murder that like button kill that subscribe button um <laughs> so what are we going to be doing we're yep. going to be talking about pro-life pro-family content what matters to you mm-hmm. you're driving to work you're driving home from work you're washing the dishes what do, what do you care about when it comes to uh, news on life, family, religious freedom in Minnesota. We want to provide that. So we're mm-hmm. going to do two to three stories every week. It's going to be like a 20 to 30 minute format. Nothing too long, nothing too crazily uh, complicated because we want to uh, we want to break things down, make things bite-sized so that you and your family are equipped uh, to, to face whatever cultural nut craziness <laughs> Cultural noise, we could say. Cultural noise. noise. It's stronger than that, though, because we are living in a crazy age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The age of crazy. (laughs) So uh, we're going to be covering news stories. We're also going to be welcoming guests to our show in the coming weeks and months. We want to hear from you. Who, what, what guests you want to have on on our show? What, what, what do we need to be talking about? Because we want to be the voice of the church. We want, we want to, uh, to speak into the church so that we're able to. Uh, communicate. I'll just big picture for a second. Minnesota Family Council is about communicating uh, what churches need to our legislative leaders mm-hmm. and communicating from our legislative leaders to churches, building that communication, fighting for life, family, and religious freedom by educating churches and Christians, um, working for Christian education, working at the legislature, working in the courts, doing all those things uh, so that we can. Um, practice uh, Philippians 127, citizenship worthy of the gospel of Christ in every area of our lives. So Moses, why don't you tell us about our top story this week, which is about what happened in Austin, Minnesota with human rights cancellation. Yeah, oh my goodness, what a what a crazy situation. So Austin, Minnesota, for those of you who are not familiar, is a mid-sized town in southern Minnesota, about 25,000 people. It's the headquarters of Hormel Foods and uh, the makers of Spam and home to the Spam Museum. So um, I know I'm planning a trip to Austin yeah, field very trip, soon. Work field trip. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, and I think I think they give they give you some spam if you go to the spam. Oh, my museum. dad would love that. Yeah, shout I, out to my dad. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Um, trying to trying to not think about spam um, right now. Yeah, let's get to the controversy. Okay, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> not my favorite thing, but um, uh, the city of Austin has a human rights commission. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, that's something you see in big progressive cities, but this is a small, relatively conservative city that has one. And that's great. They're, we believe in human rights. Um, however, uh, up until last week, the, city, the uh, city of Austin's Human Rights Commission had a great guy on, on there called Dan Mueller. I had the pleasure of meeting Dan a couple, uh, couple weeks ago at Minnesota Family Council's annual banquet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great guy. He's, he's married to Patricia Mueller, uh, Representative Patricia Mueller. She's the uh, state representative for that area. And so she serves in the legislature. He serves on the Austin, or did serve on the Austin um, uh, Human Rights Commission. However, uh, last week, uh, the, the city council voted to remove uh, Austin uh, or to remove Dan Mueller from the Austin Human Rights Commission. So 
they they had a they had a statement. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read briefly from their statement. I'll read uh, then uh, from Dan Mueller's response. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Austin Human Rights Commission is built on enduring values that promote human dignity and diversity, respect the attainment of quality of life for all, empowerment, integrity, social justice, advocacy, equity, and inclusion. Mm, all those buzzwords. Mm, yeah, just, you know. Yep, all those yeah. buzzwords. Also, very, there's an extra comma in that statement. Very woke, you know. Very, uh, very woke. Yeah. Uh, the city of Austin and the Human Rights Commission leadership team have received numerous concerns from the community. Oh. Uh, from community members regarding Commissioner Dan Mueller. Commissioner Mueller is publicly aligned with at least three groups with a mission that opposes universal human rights. How dare he? Oh, man. Uh, uh, the, the dramatic the horrors, tension you know? is really getting to me right now. I'm like sweating right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the studio lights. <laughs> <laughs> While Commissioner Mueller is free to associate with groups of his choosing, it is the conclusion of the Human Rights Commission leadership team that Commissioner Mueller's actions undermine the credibility and effectiveness mm-hmm. of the Human Rights Commission. Now, the three groups identified were, among others, Minnesota Family Council. Oh. Now, this is uh, this is news to me, Grace, that yeah. we oppose universal human rights. Yeah, that's news to me, too. You know, we fight for the sanctity of preborn lives here, which uh, many other groups in Minnesota refuse to do. Um, in fact, they do the opposite. They support tax payer-funded abortions and support literal baby murder. Uh, but here at Minnesota Family Council, we fight for the preborn, and that's our core issue. Absolutely. So we're fighting for human rights. We're yeah. a human rights organization. Absolutely. And moreover, in terms of things that we're not actively fighting for, we absolutely support the life, liberty, and freedom Pursuit. of Pursuit. all people in this country. Yeah. It's we, we have no... We are not discriminating against anyone. Okay? So let's just get that out of the... Um, get that out of the way right now. So yeah. um, the idea that we are uh, some kind of hate group is laughable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, so I really appreciated um, former Commissioner Dan Mueller's response. Uh, it, I'm just, he's just, I yeah, just love this. Yeah, some good stuff there. Yeah, so he says, I stand in opposition to the claims of those outside the Human Rights Commission and the actions taken by those within the HRC. I have served on the Human Rights Commission and throughout the community, uh, etc., without incident or issue, until recently with no change in my actions or a, a change in his commitment to the community. What has changed is that my wife was elected to the Minnesota House of Representatives, and I think that is very important here. Yeah. And now people who were once colleagues and community connections we supported have begun to attack my wife and me over political differences. These claims are all political and not even connected to me. Now, they are that through attending events with my wife, including Minnesota Family Council, I'm somehow espousing their values. The claim is thus that I'm not for the human rights of all people. But what, what I learned, and this is crucial, what I learned from the last meeting of the Human Rights Commission is that the main reason and proof is that my wife signed on to the Protection for Girls and Women's Sports Bill that, seek to protect, that seeks to protect girls from competing against biological boys in female sports. Their claim is that this makes my wife, and thus me by proxy, anti-transgender, oh, and, and et cetera. So, so, and he talks about how he believes in um, equality for everyone, mm-hmm. how he works with multiple immigrant groups. He does that out of his deep Christian faith. So this is a guy who's really walking the walk. Yeah, This right. is someone who is working, who's reaching across the aisle, reaching out to unbelievers and reaching out to refugees and immigrants and helping them um, gain dignity in their lives, get jobs, get housing mm-hmm. in the air, in the Austin area. 
Yeah. And 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 what does he what does he get for as a reward for his canceled. labor? He gets by the, canceled by the woke scolds. You know, he, yeah, can I say that? The, the, you absolutely <laughs> the woke can say scolds. That. The woke scolds came for Dan Mueller. Yeah. And and they and Hashtag they said, canceled. yeah, they said you know? that he espouses values that Ugh. are against our precious um, human rights commission values. Even though he fights for immigrants and you know make sure that they have a place to be here in America, like that's. That's a great issue to be a part of, and that's something that I think all of us should agree is good. But apparently, it's not good enough for the progressives. It's not good enough. And yeah. I, you know, I I might go out on a limb here and say, just look. I just looked up this guy's resume, and he's super impressive. He's done so much yeah. work for immigrant communities. I would I would kind of guess that he's probably done more probably. for literal human rights. Than his colleagues, his former colleagues on the human rights that are canceling him. That are canceling yeah. him. Maybe they were envious. <laughs> Maybe that's the <laughs> subtext here. So the, uh, the the city council voted six to one to uh, to remove six him. Six to one. That's six insane, one. Moses. Wow. I know. I know. Yeah. There was one. There was one uh, city council member who uh, who did, who voted against that decision. Uh, he had a great statement on that. I wish I could uh, find his uh, find his name here, but. Um, but anyway, it's just a crazy story. So we're mm-hmm. talking about a rur- we're talking about rural Minnesota, right? You know, it's the home of here. spam. We're not talking about the big bad no. twin cities um, where where we are right now. We're talking about a a, a rural uh, farm and agriculture and manufacturing based community, and and this is this is what's going on. So the yeah. idea that this is a problem, this type of cancel culture, is a problem in and just in the cities. Um, the cities around the country are just the twin cities is is absurd. Right. And even just what he's getting canceled for, Moses, you know, with Save Girl Sports. I mean, I know we could talk about that forever, but... Oh, man, yeah. So he's getting canceled for wanting to protect women and girls um, so that they have a level playing field. Or just because his wife wants to yeah, protect Yeah, because them. his wife wants to. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And even, I think we can bring in the Christian element with cancel culture, Moses, uh, just briefly... Uh, Jesus, of all people, had the he has the right to cancel all of us. We're all dead in our sin. We all deserve eternal. We all deserve eternal judgment. And um, if anyone could cancel, it would be Jesus. But what did Jesus do when he was here on earth? He didn't go around canceling people. He told people go and sin no more. He recognized their sin. He didn't just overlook it. That's not what we're saying. But he didn't go cancel them and say, "Oh, you've sinned and there's no grace for you." God is God is a God of grace. He's He's one of mercy and. Um, he associated with harlots. He associated with the lowly and the downtrodden and those who had every right to be canceled by worldly standards, but with Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector who cheated people. Mm. And Jesus didn't cancel them. And of all people, he could have. So we need to follow his example. A lot of the times people say, what What did Jesus? What would Jesus do? And I don't really like that. I like to ask, what did he do? What did he do mm. on earth? Um, and what he did was not cancel people. He called out sin. He wasn't afraid to call out sin, but he told them that there was grace, that they, that they could move forward. And that's what's really hard about cancel culture is it destroys the chance of reconciliation. Mm. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like think about the broken relationships that mm-hmm. are, are going to be created here. Think about the ways in which uh, Dan Mueller hopefully will be able to continue his work, but he won't be able to do that from the platform of the Human Rights Commission. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that that really helped him I'm in sure. his work helping immigrants, immigrants yeah. find housing and, and so forth. So I, I think you're absolutely right about cancel culture. It, it divides rather than unites us. Mm-hmm. It is not a what would Jesus do type of situation or what, or what Jesus did type of situation. I like that. 
So speaking of speaking of uh, Jesus, Jesus is the reason we're here. Uh, we want to defend the truths mm-hmm. revealed to us in in the Bible, but uh, a specific uh, a specific story about Jesus this week oh. um, uh, came out. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I would like to tell you guys this is um, our other top story of the week. Um, so Eureka Springs, the town in Arkansas, and on Friday morning of last week as, as we're recording the podcast we're recording on july 13th so um as we the people of arkansas of eureka springs arkansas woke up and what they saw was a sign on the christ of the ozark statue um this is a really big statue right? yeah it's a really big statue it's it's the tallest statue of Jesus within the entire United States. Wow. So it's really big. And it, that's about seven stories tall. So this is huge. It's not just like this little, you know, dwarf thing. It's it's really tall. Um, I think it's about 67 feet tall. So that's that's really big. Um, and basically, a we got to back up a little bit. In Decline is an activist art collective. And they... I'm sorry. I just want to... The name is In Decline. Yeah, In Decline. Like, it's... It's kind of, I think it must be, they must have thought it was a play on words or something because it's an art group. They call themselves activists too. Okay. Um, basically, <laughs> okay. Just... <laughs> so these people wake up and there's this sign that's about 44 feet long and it says, God bless abortions. It's painted in red paint on a white backdrop and it's in the hands of Jesus, the so, Christ so of the Ozarks. So, so this is if huge. You're, if you're not looking at this Yeah, picture, we'll put it on the screen well, for you. Which will be up on the screen, but yeah. if you're listening... This is a statue of Jesus. Like, you've probably seen, like, the Christos Redemptor statue in Brazil. Yeah, the hands outstretched. Jesus' hands are outstretched. He's saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever believes in me will not die but will have eternal life. That's the offer of the gospel. That's why Jesus is portrayed yes. with his hands open. He's welcoming anyone in who will believe. And so there, this group is using yeah. the opportunity of the fact that his hands are raised up to to, 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 to put a sign to on put both a sign sides. On it. And what does the sign say? It says, God bless abortions. Oh. I know. Isn't that a nightmare? I When I first saw it, I know I shouldn't laugh, but I laughed because it was so ridiculous. It was just the kind of thing where it's like, they did what? Seriously. They did what? So let's talk about In Decline. Um, it's compromised of, this is according to their website, uh, graffiti writers, filmmakers, photographers, and full-time rebels and activists. Mm. Oh, boy. In Decline focuses on social, ecological, and economical injustices carried out by American and international governments, corporations, and law enforcement agencies. So this is the group that decided to come early in the morning when it was a little bit dark um, so they could hide under the cover night onto private property where the Christ of the Ozarks is located and use pulleys and other climbing gear to climb the statue and put <laughs> their God bless abortion sign in the hands of Jesus. Does it sound like I'm making that up? kind of does. It, it really, it sounds fake. It, yep. Yeah, it sounds fake. And let's get this straight too. In Decline has a history of supporting abortion too. It's not just this one-time occurrence. Uh, I have two examples for you. In March of this year, they vandalized a Christian billboard in Mississippi, which originally said, worried, Jesus offers security, which, yeah, great great billboard there. Uh, they vandalized it to say, worried, Planned Parenthood offers abortions. No. Oh, no. I no, know. No, no, no. Why? That uh, is That <laughs> is absurd. The idea, the idea that... You can you can take a billboard that mm-hmm. that urges people to to go to Jesus with their worries and insecurities and 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 Jesus who says in the Gospels, um, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart mm-hmm. and you will find rest 
for your souls. Mm -hmm. That's the promise Jesus makes to us. And these activists think that they're somehow improving that billboard by illegally, pointing people course, towards baby murder. By by exactly by yeah. pointing people towards Planned Parenthood, a racist organization that practices the murder of children in the womb, mm-hmm. and somehow they think that that will allay people's fears. Yeah, terrible. Honestly, it doesn't get more satanic. Than I'm, that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I just I'm, was there lightning in the sky? Child murder. Yeah. Was child sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Was you there know? lightning in the sky when this when this took place? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. What's up, Jack? I just had something to contribute. Um, their logo is a man in a briefcase with devil horns. So, <sighs> okay, all right. Our producer Jack, satanic. our producer Jack yeah. is, is letting us know that the logo of this group in decline <laughs> is actually a dude with a briefcase and devil horns. Now, I definitely get what the devil horns are trying to do. That's I get that. But what's the briefcase? Yeah, like, I wonder what the briefcase is. Is he for. like a man about town? Is he going to his office job? But he's also Satan. <laughs> I have <laughs> no something. idea. I mean, they're full-time rebels and activists. Maybe that makes them look more professional. Oh, I, I just, I can't even. I hate yeah. that phrase, but I, right now, I yeah. literally can't even. Um, so let's move on to the second um, thing that they that In Decline has done to support abortions. Um, they've raised money for radical pro-choice groups in Arkansas, such as the Arkansas Abortion Support Network. And I, Okay, I think I've heard of these. Yeah, it's have like you heard? These, yeah. It's like these groups, like... Um, they, they raise money and they just pay for people's abortions. Right. And, and it's just like... They ran out of funding recently. I was on their Instagram. And they ran like, out oh, of funding? What, a, what trauma. They I'm ran so out sorry. of funding to kill babies? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, The no. atrocity, you know? I was like, oh, this is, wow. this is good. But yeah. yeah, anyways, so they raised about a grand for them in like less than a day or something. They were bragging about that on their Instagram. So anyways, point being made is Indecline has a history of supporting abortion, of supporting baby murder, which is what it is. And... It's not a one-time occurrence, and I just Moses, I want to read to you something that they posted because oh, no. In Decline, yeah, In Decline decided to do an Instagram post. So this this sign got taken down from the Christ of the Ozark statue. Um, it got taken down after a few hours. I think it got taken around down around nine a.m. and it was up at like seven. So really wasn't up there for very long for good reason. Good. But they still decided to post about it on their Instagram and got a lot of likes and traction, of course. And um, they have a long caption talking about why they did it, you know, all their social justice lingo. And I just want to read you a quote from it, okay? Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. We think Jesus would understand the concept of a difficult decision. He supposedly had to make a few of them and understood sacrifice very intimately. Oh my gosh! I just I just like, can't read it with a straight face. No, no, that that's <clears throat> the the levels on which that is wrong. It's are, like <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like the Burj Khalifa in terms of how many levels on which that is wrong. I know, and I think the main thing for me that I immediately think of is there are seven deadly sins that the Lord hates that are clear in the Bible. One of them is shedding innocent blood. The Lord hates that. It's an abomination to Him. And the fact that they are using Jesus to advocate for baby murder, to use it as their personal billboard, they literally say that in their post too. They're using it as the billboard because it can be seen from so far. That's why they decided to use it on private property again. Ridiculous. And we can acknowledge, yeah, Jesus had to make hard decisions in the garden. Um, He had to make the decision to die on the cross for the entire world. That was the biggest decision in the history of the world. The difference is that Jesus always fought to protect life, not eradicate it. Um... He always fought to protect it. So 
that's just ridiculous. Those are my thoughts. Do you have any thoughts on that to add on? Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely yeah. right. So so Jesus Jesus understands sacrifice. No one no one, sacri- no one understands sacrifice better than right. the one who laid down his life for his sheep. Mm-hmm. And and so they they have the audacity to compare Christ laying down his life, sacrificing himself for the whole world to someone choosing to, to commit an abortion and they're calling that a sacrifice. And what it is is that you're sacrificing someone else's life mm-hmm. for your own convenience. Mm-hmm. And the idea that those things would be comparable is absolutely from Satan. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That is, wow, that is sick making. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to read another excerpt from this no, Instagram there's more? caption. There's more. I have two more I think we should probably talk about, okay, honestly. All right. And I'm going to want your immediate re- reaction to this one. It's, okay. it's, it's really, it's really, really juicy here. So uh, this is, again, from their Instagram caption in decline. You can go follow, you can go look. Don't follow them. Yeah, go, seriously. Go look and see for yourself. Um, this is what they say. In Arkansas, there is only one 65-foot statue of Jesus. There is also only one abortion clinic. No professional sports teams, just a bunch of angry men with no outlets, writing outrageous laws about content warning everyone. I'm going to use an anatomical term and, um, yeah, get ready for it. Um, Vaginas. Okay, okay, give me, give me the whole sentence. Okay, no professional, uh, just a bunch of angry men with no outlets, writing outrageous laws about vaginas. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to, like, just... Just, just gonna... for one, yeah, like that. <laughs> so ridiculous. I know, I know. Okay, so I, I I'm sorry, but read um, it again. Do do we know? No, I'm I'm just I just yeah. like I want to I want to wonder. I'm just wondering if our friends at In Decline, which I think is such. <laughs> Maybe a we should name. reach out to them, see if they'd be interested in coming on the podcast. Yeah, we, yeah. We I, wonder, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if they know that pregnancy is a thing that actually takes place in the uterus. Mm. Not mm. the vagina. Like the, <laughs> the, the embryo implants in the uterine wall mm-hmm. and forms a yolk sac, which mm-hmm. then grows. And then that is where the baby is until birth. And I think uh, the <laughs> – so, so the idea I, – I think they wanted to use the, the V word because they're, they're like – they want to be it's transgressive. Gotta be like feminist. Yeah, because uterus, cool, uterus you know. isn't like – I don't know. It's not it doesn't catchy. have the same it's not provocative, transgressive I feel like. ring. Yeah, it's yeah. not as provocative exactly. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, they're they're literally being factually wrong, and I just think, just just to start, that is a that's a problem. You know, yeah. like they're they're claiming to be the ones defending women's rights, but they apparently don't even know. The and pregnancy. also that they're on the side of science. Oh, and oh they yeah. Can't even oh, admit right. that life begins at conception. Uh, do they? No, they don't. Oh, they don't. They, well, they yeah, can't they, even admit that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Of course they don't. There are some pro-abortion people who will. And that's some people, really I guess, do. I mean, it's becoming more mainstream to believe that, honestly. Yeah, it, it, it used is. to not be. People used to have to deny that because that's what made it consistent. But. Right. No, and the, the, the really chilling thing is when you have people saying, oh, yeah, life begins at conception. That's a human life in there. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go in with poison and end it anyway mm-hmm. or with surgical instruments. The life isn't worthy enough to outweigh the life of the mother. Right, right, right. And and this, we're not talking about a situation where the life of the mother no. is at risk. We're just talking about a situation like 99% of abortions mm-hmm. where there's no rape, no incest, no threat to the life of the mother, but there's economic Pressure from worries, a boyfriend, maybe. Pressure from a boyfriend, pressure from family. And and that is – those are the reasons for most abortions. They are, it's not because there's any type of threat to anyone's life mm-hmm. except for the child's life. Okay. Wow. Anyways, yeah. 
they didn't use the right scientific term there. I should have used uterus uh, just for starters. It's a lot more we could say, I feel like. There's, but there's so much more. There's so much more. Like the idea yeah. that, that that's that's all Arkansas is. I, I like. I wonder. I, I don't know, but like, haven't any women in Arkansas been? Are, are there any pro-life I know, women in I Arkansas? I wanted to look that up I and bet see. There are because I bet they were. I bet there were women who decided that too. I bet it, it fits the optics of this group. Roe v. Wade was decided by all white males. Uh, mm-hmm. Good point. Well, all good males. Point. All males. Maybe don't quote me that it's all white, but I'm pos- I know it was all males. <laughs> yeah. So the first black Supreme Court justice was Thurgood Marshall. Uh, I don't know if he was on the court at that time, but uh, he might have been. It was all males, though. So definitely you know. all men. Yeah, yeah. No, no uterus, uterus no, no opinion. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken out of context. Jinx padlock, no backs. Um, um, can I read you one more quote, Moses? Uh, no, from this article. No, Just one more? more. No, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. Got to do it. Okay. Okay. Oh, fine. Okay. This is again from their Instagram. We aren't necessarily pro-choice or anti-life. Those terms are double speak. <laughs> We just think abortion is a bleep bleep miracle worth celebrating. Part of me really wants to laugh and part of me wants to cry because it's so like, okay, first of all, let's just talk about what the real miracle is. The real miracle is the the life and the the ability of a woman to support life and carry a child for nine months. That's Preach. a it's unique to women and it's a true miracle. And life itself is a miracle. What's not a miracle is ripping children from the mother's wombs when they're pre-born. That's not a miracle, and that's not worth celebrating. You know, lighting up skyscrapers in New York, which happened a few years ago, uh, is not something that we should do to react lighting them up in baby colors. To celebrate yeah, in abortion. baby colors to celebrate abortion. You know, people say abortion isn't celebrated in our culture. It is celebrated. This is proof of it. They say it's a miracle worth celebrating, and that's becoming more mainstream too. Um, it's really ridiculous. Do you have more thoughts on that, Moses? Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. The... Oh, I just, I need to calm down for a second. I know. Just the idea, <laughs> yeah, the idea that abortion is somehow miraculous when, like, I mean, do you know what abortion does? Mm-hmm. Like, there's chemical abortions mm-hmm. and there's surgical abortions. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into the dirty details, but a chemical abortion poisons a baby in the womb. A surgical abortion rips the baby apart in the womb. It's just, that yeah. is, that's just what it is. And if you want there's more details. There's medical terms for that, yeah. you know, but... That's what a dilation and an extraction abortion is. Mm-hmm. You rip the baby into pieces with surgical instruments, and then you extract them. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. abortion is. That is what they're calling a miracle. Mm-hmm. I I just think not only are we disgusted by that. Yep, I'm, it's really disgusting. But I think I think most Americans honestly would mm-hmm. find that be like. In fact, there's been some polling recently because of the new. Uh, the, the, uh, the Gallup the, poll. The, I think it was, might have been Gallup. I Maybe. thought it was Pew. But, Maybe it was. Um, the, so the, there's the Dobbs v. Jackson Supreme Court case mm-hmm. where the Supreme Court will consider whether it's legal to restrict abortion um, after the, uh, uh, or before, before viability. Because that's the current standard under Roe v. Wade. You can't restrict abortion before viability. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the law in question is, um, I believe, uh, Mississippi law mm-hmm. saying that abortion should be illegal after 15 weeks. Now, first of all, abortion should be legal, period. A 15-week ban is a start. It's a start, yep. And, and the Supreme Court could, and that'll be, uh, we'll hear about that decision next fall, uh, 2022. And we'll be keeping you posted on that, too. And we will be keeping yeah. you posted, absolutely. In fact, uh, our organization might be involved in that case. Mm-hmm. So we'll, yep. we'll let you know. The, um, shoot, where was I going? 
Um, where were you going? Um, abortion laws. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was that poll. <laughs> that poll. I'm sorry. I'm so oh yeah, sorry. yeah. So the poll said that many Americans, a majority of Americans, support restrictions on abortion Mm -hmm. even up to the first trimester certainly in the second two trimesters Mm -hmm. everyone not everyone but most everyone besides a few a little cadre of pro-abortion radicals Mm -hmm. are in favor of sensible abortion restrictions that ban abortion completely or mostly in the second and third trimester and and that's that's the way it is in most countries. Yeah. Most countries have way more conservative abortion laws than the U.S. The U.S. I think is only up there with Canada, China, and North Korea in terms of the nasty openness of our abortion laws. <laughs> and it's just it's just bad. Yeah. Okay. We it's... should we should bring this in for a landing. Yeah. This is an insane story, though. These people. I know. I know. It's the, the real story. I think is that there are just there that the, <laughs> there are actually crazy people out there who believe this. That they believe that abortion believe is a that miracle. Abortion is a miracle. What? And, yeah. And I think the bottom line, Moses, is that progressives like in decline feel the need to do this sort of thing to hate to hang huge, huge banners, saying radical things like "God bless abortions" from religious icons because it's their attempt to normalize murder or normalize immorality, but normalize murder in this case, normalize baby murder. And they have to normalize, try to normalize it because it is the shed of innocent blood. And it's you have to try to normalize that if you're on that side because it's so ludicrous, you know? It's not normalized right now. They're trying to normalize it. And thankfully here on this podcast, we're here to bring you the news from a biblical perspective, help you um, dig through the weeds, so to speak. We're helping you see through the noise, uh, listen through the noise and we can see this specific instance for what it is. It's an assault on the image of God. It's a, an assault on, on the Lord's name, yes. honestly. It's an abuse of his name. It's abuse um, of Christianity, I would say. And as Christians, we need to reject this and other attempts like this to infuse abortion ideology into everyday life here in America and in Minnesota, too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're so right. The, the, the game that's being played is not... not a, remember when abortion used to be safe, legal, and rare? That was the yeah, Clinton the- era... Uh, uh, mantra like abortion is, so abortion is bad but it should be legal we should you know and they realized you know yeah, that's not really working for us no. because people are slowly becoming more pro-life because the in, uh, new discoveries in embryology about really you know pain pain infants being able to feel pain very early in pregnancy the heartbeat starting at five or six too. weeks ultrasound yeah, technology huge. improving hugely exactly so the the humanity of the unborn is more uh, more obvious than, than ever. ever before and it will yeah. only so so now they're saying oh no no abortion's not bad yeah abortion's amazing abortion yeah. is a miracle and, and so, everyone deserves the right to have access to it so everyone should pay for it right right so taxpayers should pay for it precisely okay yeah. that's this is the family beacon from minnesota family council subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts or on youtube or facebook or instagram so that you can get this content every week We're going to be coming at you with more super relevant stories so that you're able to, as Grace said, cut through the noise, get to the point, get the facts, stand for truth. I'm Moses Bratrude. And I'm Grace Evans. This is the Family Beacon from Minnesota Family Council. Catch you next time. listening to or watching this episode of the Family Beacon podcast from Minnesota Family Council. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you're up to date on life, family, and religious freedom. You can follow us on Instagram at MN Family Council and subscribe to us on YouTube to watch our content. 
Get the facts, stand for truth. Thank you.